0: Hi, my name's Adam, and this is the Foster Adoption Podcast, a resource for people who are interested in growing their family by adopting children from foster care. Best Valentine's Day ever. About a year ago on Valentine's Day, We were planning on going to have a nice romantic breakfast and then ceremoniously taking a relaxed drive to go pick up our children forever that afternoon. Instead, we woke up to a phone call from the foster mom asking if we could come pick them up right now. We scrambled to get everything ready and we took a drive knowing that everything in our lives was about to change. We tried to be as prepared as possible for this day to make it go smoothly. So we previously had dropped off two big suitcases for them to pack all of the boys' stuff in. Usually foster children make moves by putting all of their stuff in trash bags, which I know there's a great organization named Together We Rise that delivers adorable cases to children to put their stuff in instead of a trash bag. But we figured There would be a lot of stuff. Uh, They've been living there for a while, so we gave them a big suitcase for each boy. Our big concern was getting their insurance cards and immunization records because we were legally required to have them see the doctor within seven days of placement, and we knew that they wouldn't be able to see the doctor without their card. We were successful in getting the insurance card and the immunization record, but on my other biggest concern, we struck out. In foster parent training, you learn about the importance of life books. When children are in foster care, there's supposed to be a life book with pictures and mementos from each foster home for them to have a documented history of their life go with them. There sadly was no life book for our little guys. The foster parents didn't really believe in taking pictures. It wasn't their their jam. And they sadly had nothing, nothing at all from the birth family. Up until this point, we tried to be respectful and not ask for a picture of the foster home or their room or the foster parents. We just didn't know what the lines were there. But I kept on having these daydreams that our angst-filled teenagers were angry that there was no pictures of anything from their childhood. And so that day, we basically forced the foster parents to pose for one of our pictures with the boys um, just so we would have a picture with them. We arrived, and as usual, the boys were ready at the door. Um, this time was different though. This, this would be our last time there to pick up the boys. We could not possibly have been more excited, but we knew it was important to keep our inci- excitement in check because the boys and the foster parents had to be having a lot of emotions at this point. We had told the boys countless times what was going to happen, and I'm sure the pos- foster parents had done the same. They had packed up all their clothes, so we figured that they had to have some idea of what was happening, that this was different. But they were still just really happy and excited, and we did our best to make sure that they were able to say proper goodbyes to the foster parents. The foster mom was emotional, which was really good, because it showed the boys that it's difficult to say goodbye to them, and they are worth tears. We provided the foster parents with all of our contact information and made sure that they knew they could contact us anytime to talk to the boys and then we said our goodbyes and we got in the car and drove away. I was elated. It was happening. They were moving in. We got home, logged all of the clothes that we had received and put them all away. Uh, one of the many monthly forms that you'll have to do is a log of all the clothes that they have. Uh, we, were requir- we were required to spend $50 a month on clothes for each boy and so you had to kind of monitor um, what they grew out of and uh, what they didn't want anymore and what they got new and uh, so you had to mark down kind of every single uh, piece of clothing in your inventory. So then after that we we played in the backyard with the boys and our dog and everything was just really nice and seamless and natural. The the boys knew all of the rules and expectations from all of the visits, but now that they were with us full-time, we could actually enforce all of the rules with certainty because they, they weren't going anywhere, they were here. And we have very different parenting philosophies than both of the previous homes that the boys lived in, their, their birth parents as well as uh, uh, the foster parents. So it was important to be very clear about expectations from the start and to follow through on those expectations even though we tried to repeatedly discuss what was happening just to make sure that they knew that this was their forever home and they knew what forever meant, they would still ask a lot of questions about how long they were going to stay with us. So we would just patiently reiterate what forever meant and that, that this was it. So that night when we put them to bed, we were constantly on the lookout for any kind of behavior change because this was now different from the transition period. This was them sleeping in their hopeful forever home. Again, the foster training and social worker voices were in our heads to look for any kind of bedwetting or acting out behaviors or um, any triggers. And that whole first day and night just turned out to be beautifully uneventful. They were great. We were great and everything was just wonderful. We were under no illusion, though, that that was good. It's going to be like every single day. Uh, We knew that there were many, many obstacles in all of our futures. But in that moment, We went to bed knowing that our sons were safe in their beds and that our new life purpose was to do everything we could to give them the best shot at a happy life. It's the best feeling in the world. But at the same time, just like we always do, we had to reconcile our view of the situation with theirs. We were ecstatic, and they seemed to be wildly happy to be in our home. But they also need space to grieve the fact that they have now left their birth family as well as the place they called home for the last year and a half. We didn't want to undermine that. While we didn't necessarily temper our happiness around them because we wanted them to know that we were genuinely excited that they were here, we certainly remained cognizant of balancing our displays of happiness with expressions to let them know that this was a safe space for them to talk about their birth family or their foster family, and that pretty much any emotion would be greeted with space to explore and process that emotion. These will basically be mainstays of our relationship with them forever, as they should be. But day one of them moving in was complete, and it was extremely, extremely successful. On the next episode, we start with day two (laughs) and the administrative realities of foster care. Thank you so much for listening. I love your comments and your messages through fosteradoption.org and on Facebook at Foster Adoption and your reviews on itunes so please keep them coming thank you so much